Support the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network at anchor.fm slash Anthony dash Wilson slash support. Again, anchor.fm slash Anthony dash Wilson slash support. If you'd like to give a one-time gift, go to dollar sign A Wilson 2273 on your cash app. God bless you. Hello and welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I am your host, Anthony Wilson, and today on Love Thy Neighbor, we have a great guest, uh, a man that has done ministry for many years, author, um, just a man that loves people and wants to encourage, love God and love his neighbor as himself. I want to welcome to the show, Brother Jerry Zare. (laughs) Well, great. Thank you, Anthony, and uh, great to be here with your listeners today. Well, I bless you, bless you for coming on, and and uh, we've had a few conversations, and so I, I'm excited about us, you know, really uh, talking and getting uh, the listeners to to kind of hear uh, about you. Um, you have a, a book that that you're uh, that you're uh, that's going to be coming out uh, probably when uh, people hear this podcast, it might already be out. So, uh, but I definitely want to you know the listeners to get to know who you are. Now, I said you've done ministry for many years, but what does that mean, and who are you? What do you want them to know about you? Uh, well, thank you. You know, I I think who I I I try. I believe I, I want to be a seeker. Uh, a person who loves God, um, loves myself, and loves others, as that great commandment goes, uh, to enjoy and laugh and and see beauty in the world, uh, and to be a peacemaker. That's kind of who I am. I, I began, though, you know, I had a degree in speech and theater uh, from Ball State University, and then I went out into the uh, L.A., uh, where you're in California, and to be in the inter- oh, you're in Denver, but I went out to LA to be uh, in the California uh, to be in the uh, entertainment business, and you know to make my fame and fortune. And of course, what I found out uh, that it was uh, very much compromising of myself. I was always asking the question, what am I willing to sell my soul for? Mm-hmm. Because you know to move up the ladder of of success. And especially in the entertainment, you have to do a lot of things that compromise yourself. And then I found it was very superficial. And really, inside my soul, I was very empty. And so I left the entertainment business. I mean, I had done 50 musicals and performing and and theater and uh, sang on the Johnny Carson show and performed in comedy clubs. But it really, it, it was my soul inside was almost dead and so i began the self-exploration started the journey uh, reconnected with god and uh, found myself you know teaching speech and theater and then i went into seminary and and for the last 36 years i've been involved in parish ministry and doing interfaith work trying to build bridges of peace amen amen uh beautiful now are you are you married uh jerry I am. I've been married 37 years, wow, and my, my wife and I met in seminary, actually, <laughs> and so she's a minister, too. We uh, we had separate churches when we first started out, and then we've been co-pastors uh, at, for a long time, for 15 years, um, and then as uh, she did some other interim work, I finished my ministry here in Carmel, Indiana, where I live, right outside of Indianapolis, and I just retired, 
after 30, uh, 36 years. And now I'm kind of doing this uh, opportunity to speak um, on uh, with the book and the themes of helping people understand uh, build bridges of peace and unity. Yeah, and uh, and I and I I definitely applaud you. Um, you know, marriage, you know, for a lot of people is is a hard thing, um, but it, it seems to be not as hard when you just really love each other and you're willing to. Uh, hey, we're not going nowhere. So, <laughs> and, and you know, really, uh, working out in marriage is just like any relationships. <laughs> I mean, you know, our whole thing here is about loving our neighbor. How do we, uh, I, I love your saying, was it, how, how do we disagree but don't disconnect? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a lot in marriage, right? <laughs> yes. Because you, you have to learn how to give and listen mm. and respect the other person and not always feel like you have to be right. Absolutely. And, and sometimes I think in, in friendships, or especially right now where things seem so polarized in our world, everybody uh, has stakes their position on whether it's right. politics or beliefs, and it's like they they can't uh, respect or listen to each other. We're, we're in each other's faces, so it seems so much. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and 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 that kind of uh, is what inspired this this project that you've been working on this book. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about it? Well, yeah, as I've been been involved in interfaith work for the these many years what i found was that most of us believe the same thing that we have much more in common than what divides us within our faith traditions you know many of us have never met a baha'i or a sikh maybe we know a jewish person or a muslim person but we've never read the quran or the scriptures and now some i think because of the media there's a misconception let's say of Muslims, you know, because when ISIS came out, mm. everybody thought all the Muslims were like ISIS, you know. Well, ISIS, there was 10,000 of them. They were an extreme group within Islam, just like we have extreme groups in Christianity. And and they actually killed more Muslims than they did even Christians. Wow. You know, there's 1.2 billion Muslims in the world. It's the second largest religion. And, and the teachings of the Quran are much in line with the teachings of Jesus in loving our neighbor, compassion, caring for, forgiving our enemies, you know. And, and so I wrote this book not to be a book of theology because nobody would read that, but, but to be a book that's accessible to each of us. So it has 40 days. It has six themes. I, and there maybe are more themes within all of our faith traditions, but I took six themes that are very similar, maybe not exactly the same, but similar in all of our faith world religions. And, and what I did was uh, write this so that each day you could read a reflection, then you could read scriptures from the different faith traditions, um, and then you have some questions to reflect on, and then you had a prayer from a different um faith leader it might be native american uh from africa or from a muslim or a rabbi but it was the idea was to help expose us to say wow i i think there's some real beautiful things that somebody who i might have totally thought was you know somebody totally opposite of me right, right. um and it's, it's not to make us 
you know, I come out of the Christian tradition. I'm, I follow Jesus. But I think I want people to see that all these people are children of God and they all have value. Yeah. And, and again, you're building bridges. You're opening dialogue. You're saying, hey, we, we, can, we can talk. We, can, we don't have to be at each other's throat. We can actually hear each other out and we can learn you know from each other and i think that's just being human right i mean all of us can learn from one another something if 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 you're the only person that has you know any answers then uh, other people are in trouble because if they don't do it how you do it as an individual then uh they're kind of on the outside looking in and so well, the, yeah go ahead no no i think you're right and and i mean i grew up in a very uh kind of legalistic uh, fundamentalist church was very judgmental and and in that church the minister was like you're going to go to hell if, if you are uh, if you don't follow our teachings and my teachings you know and let alone I mean Catholic or Baptist even we're going to go to hell let, let alone a Muslim or, or a Hindu and, and I just I never bought it you know because I saw God as love and if God is love uh, was he really going to damn three quarters of the world to hell just because they don't believe like I do or the minister? And that began my my journey as I traveled around the world. I've been to India and in Europe and different places, getting to know people, different cultures and faith traditions. And it, it made me a little more humble, you know, to realize maybe none of us have all the truth. And when somebody, a minister, starts to say that, or a person says, well, this is what I, and, and this is the truth, and this is what it says in the Bible, I'll go, okay, I'm glad you know the mind of God. But but let me say, there are many different points of view, and, and we see things differently. But at the essence of Jesus' teachings, it was love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, that can be, um, what you say, a, a contentious point for a lot of people. They can really struggle with the idea of, okay, you know, uh, God wants all men to be saved, right? We, we read that in the Bible, you know, and then really defining well, what does that even mean? How do we even approach that? How do we talk about that? How do we um, make that possible? You know, uh, I'm one of those people, I'm probably... Um, a, a little more uh, uh, fundamental than uh, uh, maybe uh, what your book is sharing as far as all, you know, just the, the uh, diversity. I love diversity um, and the, the, what do you call it, corner of the market on the truth, you know, type ideology. Uh, I, I just believe that God wants each and every person in his creation to be able to come together and, you know, through Jesus we learn how to do that. We learn how to reach out to other people. Uh, Jesus was probably hardest on the people who thought that they knew it all, right? It, those were the people he was the hardest on. You know, he, he said to the, you know, uh, the Pharisees, you know, um, you whitewashed, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, it's like, like, wow, he's looking at them and saying, you guys have the key to knowledge and you're locking everybody out. Why don't we let people well, and, in, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, you, we talked earlier one time about the Samaritan woman. Mm -hmm. When Jesus goes to the well, 
And one, he's talking to a woman during the day, which was taboo in those days. <laughs> Your men are not supposed to have conversation. Two, the Samaritan woman had been married and divorced like five times, you know, and, and which was really bad. She was of a different faith tradition. So when he engages her, he doesn't shame her. He doesn't judge her. He engages her in a loving way. And, and then he says... You worship what you do not know. We mm. worship what we know, but we will someday worship in spirit and truth. Mm. So he was he was acknowledging, okay, you still worship, you know, uh, your understanding of God. That's different than my understanding of God, but I I don't discount you, and and I don't I don't just uh, just damn you away. But in fact, I'm in relationship. And, and I think uh, so often, you know, Christians, um, we, you know, when, when we think we're right and everybody else is wrong, that's pretty arrogant to, to again, say, you know, we have the corner on the market. And, and I think that's not just us. I think, you know, we see this, this between all religions. Right. And, and why is it, right? Because there's a competitive nature in our, in our own human uh, development. It's like, if I am right, well, how can I be right and you right together? So I'm right, you must be wrong. And, 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 and I want to hold on to my beliefs. It's very hard to say, I have my beliefs, but I'm open to new points of view. I'm open to entertaining new ideas. Now, in one way, that's hard, but in another way, we've all evolved. You know, what, what, what I thought of how God was when I grew up, I thought of God as this being out there, kind of, you know, somewhere located, some address right. in the universe. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, God would strike me down in judgment if I did something bad. Or maybe I'd pray and I'd, I'd be like Santa Claus. Give me what I need right now. Right, God. right. I've seen God. I've moved to see God in a much broader way. God in all things created, present. God is spirit. God is the energy, the consciousness of the universe. I mean, we use these words to try to grasp just an image of God, but really, you know, God is 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 in present within our hearts, our spirit, within us, and and I believe, you know, in all of creation. So, you know, it's a different. I've evolved in my understanding, and I think, you know, probably if we, you know, have more time you would share kind of how you've also evolved from where you grew up. Absolutely. And most people have. Absolutely. Right? And, 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 and still, you know, um, evolving and growing. I learned something, you know, every week is what I tell people. I'm like, and, and, and it's really true. As I study, as I dive in, as I, you know, look to, you know, hone in on what, what it is that I really believe, what it is that was, re is really going on. <clears throat> I find myself learning things and saying, wow, that's not even what that's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, that's basically just a tradition. And it's not necessarily what God is saying, you know, or wanting or desiring. And so um, I think there has to be, you know, a, um, a desire to continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to develop. Because one day I, I just, you know... Um, one day we're going to have to, you know, uh, I believe, give an account and stand before God. And one of the things that he's going to look at is how did we 
treat the people around us? How did he, how did we, you know, honor or dishonor? How did we uh, make it available for people to hear what we believe the gospel is, right? And how did we make it hard for them to hear yes. that? You know, and, and yes. I feel like I, I don't want to make it hard, you know, it, it <laughs> I want to make it, it be something that you can sit down and you can consider and you can say, okay, because I think what we've done is we've tried to shove it down people's throat and, you know, um, uh, strong arm them and, you know, uh, scare people into it. And, but at the end of the day, I believe God, you know, um, is calling all his creation to him. The Bible says that he is not willing for anyone to perish. But he desires all to come to repentance. And when and how that's going to happen, I, I, I can't control that. I, you know, there's somebody way out in a bush somewhere where nobody's ever. And they're going to encounter God. He's going to make sure that he makes himself known to them. What is that going to look like? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> well, and, you know, as I got into this, like the Native Americans had a rich, rich spirituality. Chief Seattle, and I I have one of his writings and, and some of those people's writings in the book. Uh, another example that, and again, I, I'm not saying people should become Muslim. Or right, 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 right. reading the book. But, but as I studied those, and, and, and like in the book, I use the, we, we know Jesus says, you reap what you sow. I love that image, right? What you put out there will come back to you. Now, the, it's interesting because in the Buddhist and Hindu traditions, it's the image of karma. And we hear that word. People talk about karma. Even people who aren't religious, they get karma. What I'm going to put out there, I'm going to come back. Well, to me, that's a universal law. That is a principle. The same way love overcomes hatred. That's a universal principle. God wins, you know, when it says in, in the Gospel of John, the light has come into the world and darkness will not overcome it. And so uh, the principle of the golden rule, I, I show that in all of the fake traditions, the, the teaching of the golden rule is in all of those. Well, now we come to say, wow, so these people who I thought were godless people because they didn't believe like me, maybe they do have God in their heart. Maybe they've, because of their culture or their upbringing or they grew up in India or somewhere else, maybe they've experienced God in a different way. But as I got to know a little more about their faith traditions and some of their scriptures, it actually made my spirituality deepen. And my relationship with God expand. Yeah, and I and I think that 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 is, you know, that is exactly what happens when you understand um, that God is at work. He's He's reaching out to all mankind. He's, you know, um, the the Bible says that you know um, that what God spoke from the very beginning, right? We see His invisible attributes, right? in creation right in you know the, the the movement of things that everything is still standing because of what god has spoken and i think those that uh, believe in god you know believe that you know probably across the board that you know that there is a creator you know and that creator is the one who has ordered you know the the systems of the world and the universe you know that he he is a uh, um intimately uh acquainted with how things are working and so he's involved 
you know, yes. um, you know, not to be, you know, uh, argumentative, you know, with with karma, you know, karma, or, or, you know, the 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 cultural karma, like you said, you know, what you put out comes back, you know. Um, I think everybody can agree with that as a normal, you know, you you get you get what you put into it. You know, me and you are going to get out of this conversation what we put into it. If I just sit here and look at you, that's not going to be a great conversation. Right. But if I engage you, we're both going to enjoy this conversation. And and I think that's that's, you know, uh, something that we all can agree on. Like you said, when you if you go then below the surface and begin to dig more into, like you said, the, the various doctrines and things and theological things, like you said, this book is not about theology. It's about right. making people aware of look at what's who's around us. Look at and don't look at them as, oh, they're bad. They're awful because maybe they believe differently. Is that what I'm getting? Yes. And, and you know, I mean, I can I can f- tell you things that I disagree with Catholics. Right. Or with Mormons <laughs> right. or with the Southern Baptists. I mean, I can find things that I disagree with anybody on or. I can choose to say, there are things that I have in common that I connect with my Catholic brothers and sisters, my Mormon, my Latter-day you know, Saint brothers and sisters, my um, even Jehovah Witness. You know, I mean, you know, now that's that's a hardcore, right? They're they're pretty they're pretty hardcore in their point of view, and they don't really see too many other points of view. But I've, I've had some conversations, myself and, included. Know, yes, me too. <laughs> and, and their heart and their hearts are good. Their hearts are good and so i i would say to some i'd say i bet you if if we have a project that we're going to do in the city to help the poor or to help somebody else you'd be right there with me and they go that's right that's right because our actions as you said and i agree with you our actions are more powerful than any words we say yeah and, and i think that that is powerful and i you know agree with you wholeheartedly i've had conversations you know, with Jehovah Witnesses, with Mormons, with, and one of the things that really for me over the years that has become important to me is that I, I can't reach you if I offend you. And some people feel like that's what you're supposed to do. As a Christian, you're supposed to offend everybody, you know, tell them about their sin and how they're going to hell or, you know, and they'll never, but how how is that building a bridge how is that opening up a dialogue how is that because what if there's something that i can learn that maybe i didn't know you know that i needed to know and i find it in this person who believes something differently and I'm like you know what i never thought about it like that you know let's talk about that more you know i always bring up paul when he goes um in acts chapter 17 and when I think about the, the Acts chapter 17, Paul goes into this city where there's a bunch of idols, people worshiping other ways, right? Other gods, other ways. And Paul doesn't go in and say, all, get, get rid of all this stuff. You guys are all going to hell. He says, hey, can I share with you what I believe, <laughs> you know? And right. they actually welcomed that and said, you know, Paul, you haven't convinced us, but come back and let's talk some more. I, I want to be that guy. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and I remember uh, I, when I first were doing, starting some, I was a pastor, we're starting this interfaith work. It was Jewish and Christians, and, and then this Muslim community built a mosque. And so I went to the imam, and I said, I, I just want to have uh, coffee with you. I'd like to get to know you. Well, when I heard his story, 
about how he came to know God and how he decided to become an imam. An imam is like a rabbi or a mm-hmm. minister, right? Mm-hmm. But his story of coming to God was was so heartwarming, and it, and it was just like, man, this person, he loves God, and he just wants to help other people. And 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 so, you know, we became friends, and 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 we built some relationships together, uh, and and we did some some wonderful things in the community to build to build that sense of of uh, peace. You know, it, Jesus over and over talked about not judging, not judging, and and I I thought of when we're talking about our actions after. The Bosnia. There was a war in Bosnia that uh, some of you remember, 1995, and I went over with a group of us who helped to repair things in the, from the war. And and there in Sarajevo was a mixture of people who lived who were Christian and Jews and Muslim. Some of them were married. You know, somebody was Christian and Jewish, and but but they had to separate because. Um, the Milosevic, who was this Orthodox mm. Christian, he was going to make it a Christian nation. Now, in reality, <laughs> Milosevic wasn't really a believer of Jesus, right. but he was wrapping the Christian religion into his nationalism, yeah. which can be very scary, right? So now it's like if you aren't Christian, you're just you know we're going to kill you, mm. and they gave genocide to twenty thousand Muslims. Okay, so anyway, we go over, and 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 I get to know this community, and uh, they want to build a mosque. So I I run a marathon to raise money for a chandelier, and in this mosque, in this village outside of Sarajevo, is this mosque, is a chandelier that has. I was a pastor of Florence Christian Church at the time, and it said a gift of Florence Christian Church. Hmm. So in the mosque, <laughs> there's a witness of Jesus' love and the light of Jesus, and and those people who are Muslim, you know, what we don't realize is Muslims respect Jesus. They don't see Jesus maybe like we do, but they right. they have a great respect for Jesus and Mary. So anyway, yeah. Um, that's that's it made me feel good to know over there in Bosnia is this village and and in the mosque is this chandelier right right and and, and it's a gift you know from your church um, you know yeah. showing the light of Christ even in that you know and, and that's beautiful it's amazing I have a friend he's part of a discipleship group um, they're called navigators I don't know if you ever heard yeah, of him and he uh-huh. has a wonderful ministry um, uh, to Muslim uh, Americans and he sits with them and he talks with them and you know and builds bridges you know with them and, and it's just uh, it's a testament to if you know if we're one of the things that I used to say I used to work in a high school and in a high school uh, young people are, are, are very interesting and so one of the things that I learned was that if they cannot respect what I believe they'll never accept what I believe. And so yeah. I want I wanted them to respect, you know, what it meant to be a Christian in the sense that this is not, you know, an attack. Every some Christians believe that everybody in the world is their enemy. <laughs> and they've got to conquer them and defeat them. And I and that's not I I don't believe that that's the idea. You know, I believe that the idea is to, you know, win the world through love you know bring 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 them together by showing them 
what God's love is, what that really means and sharing that with people and, and not just, you know, arguing and fighting and, you know, this is wrong and oh, I don't deal with those people. You don't even eat with those people. You don't even. And it's like, wow, well, how am I going to, you know, build a bridge, you know, uh, if you take me out of the world, I isolate myself, I put up big, huge walls that say Christian, <laughs> and you can't come in unless you sign a paper or something that says you're a Christian. And that's what it sounds like that this guy was doing, is that you're going to just, wow, it's just crazy. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, I think about it. We he, he, somehow, and we get so hung up with, you have to be baptized a certain way, immersed or sprinkled. We have all these arguments. Uh -huh. Or if you say, you have to say, I I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Uh, and, and I have to say the right words. Saying the right words <laughs> or having the right ritual is not what it's about. Uh, for me, okay, for me. And so, and, and even if you say, okay, well, I'll talk to these people, but my agenda is I'm going to win them to Christ. They could feel that. And I want to suggest, don't worry about winning them to Christ. Have a genuine relationship. Yes. Care for them as a human being. Care for their family. Let Jesus, just let the love of Jesus be in your life. Now, they might be okay with God and who they are. and 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 But if they want to, to grow, then that's fine. Yes. And, and if they yes. come, but... But we're, we don't have to, uh, I'll let God be God. Yes. I'll let God worry about somebody else's salvation. I don't know somebody else's heart. And so for me to make judgments, because you don't, because you don't think, because you don't say you're a Christian. So like an example, I have some agnostic friends hmm. who are more Christ-like <laughs> than people who call themselves Christians. Now, I know mm. that's tripping. Yeah, but, but honestly, it's true. But honestly, it's true. <laughs> And, and, and so am I going to say to those agnostic friends, you know, uh, because you don't believe like I believe, you're going to go to hell. Well, what? How, how do I know God's mind? And because you don't say the right words as I say, I say your actions speak louder than your words. Well, and you don't know where God is going to meet them. You know, uh, that's you, right. you, you don't, don't you don't know are. how he's yeah, you don't know how he's going to do what he's going to do. Right. That they're, they're going to come to, know, you know, one of the things, one of the greatest tragedies, I believe, um, in the, the, the history of Christianity is the Crusades, you know. Yes. And, you know, a, a lot of that puts a really bad taste in the mouth of people, you know, that. You know, these people said, well, they said they were conquering in the name of the cross. They were conquer, And it's like, no, that's not that's not us. That's not, <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, that wasn't even about the kingdom of God. That was about the kingdom of men. That was men advancing and, and, and pushing their agenda. And they stamped the name of God on it. And we've got to be so careful because if we're doing that, then how can a person you know, ever even think about, like you said, you know, because uh, so often we're immediately, I'm going to convert, 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 right? But what if it's just a conversation? Like you said, what if it's just loving them? What if it's just sharing with them and you let God do the work? You know, the apostle Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but it was God at the end of the day who Thank gave you. the increase. So right. I don't, I don't control that. <laughs> 
And, you know, I think a lot of people had maybe experiences like I did in a very kind of judgmental church. And and maybe some of your listeners are like that, where they, they're searching and they say they're spiritual but not religious. Mm-hmm. You know, that maybe they don't really buy into any certain doctrine or church yeah. uh, certainly there, but they believe in God and they're open. But are some people maybe had a bad experience with the church, yes. and so they've left God altogether, which which I did too. And 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 it was when I had some people who were loving, and 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 when I was at rock bottom, um, and I was I was doing some alcohol and drugs. I was medicating myself because inside I was empty. And when I started turning my life around, I then I saw you know God was bringing people into my life, and as I turned my life to God, you know things started changing wonderfully and beautifully and so I, I i do think that people have used religion to beat up people or or to use it for you know in in bad ways um but i always say don't blame god for that that's right. our human being that, right. that's our right. Right. right 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 and, and, and when it's good when we live out of the goodness of love and i'll give you an example so there was uh, a temple here in carmel and i knew rabbi sendro and some, an 18 and 19 year old boy and girl came over and put some swastikas oh. all over their temple, right? Because they're in the swastika, which is the symbol of, you know, uh, white supremacy and, and, and he, hatred against Jews. And, and their motive, of course, is to put fear, you know, that, that. But what happened was that happened on a Thursday night. We, with social media and just spreading around on Monday night, on a Monday night, not on the weekend, on a Monday night, people are working all day long, coming at 7 o'clock at night, and the temple only held like 450 people in the whole sanctuary. There was almost a 1,000 people there, and from our community, uh, in the parking lot, standing together saying, you know, we join in solidarity. We're, we're not Jewish. You know, but we want to say we stand for love. We stand for over hatred. Mm-hmm. And and I must tell you, Rabbi Sandro said, you know, these people, at that point, we didn't know who had done it. But he said, those people who did the swastikas thought they were doing fear. What they did, they awoke right. the giant of kindness. <laughs> wow. And the ripple effect, the ripple effects that that has had in our community was powerful. That's amazing. And that's a beautiful story. Because it, it, it's it's what is needed. So often, you know, um, we 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 forget decent, you know, human decency. You know, um, the LGBTQ community. You know, I, I believe that they deserve their rights. I don't have yes. to agree with their choices, but I'm going to treat them as human beings, right? I'm, I'm you know, you. any regular human being deserves these basic things right and so i'm not gonna oh because they're you know they're living this lifestyle let them starve or let them no no you would never do that if you really are trying to show the love of god towards your fellow man or some people yeah some people used to have these these signs picket signs god hates fast oh no i mean i mean isn't that just terrible really you know or or that you wouldn't welcome them and love them um, you know, and so, yeah, I, I really, I really think that so much right now in our society, we're, we're feeling so polarized, angry, 
racial, we need racial reconciliation. We need to understand yes. as a white male, as a white male, I need to understand the journey that women have had in being shut back as black people or as Asians have had, you know, and in the same way, we need be to be, I, I, I say, I need to be an advocate yes. for those who have been up there. So black men to be an advocate for, for black women, you know, or, or um, and, and I can't speak to your issues as a black man. I don't understand those. The same way I can't understand the, the ways of, of a woman, but I can listen and I can learn. Right. And, and, and you know, I, I have so many of my friends, my male friends who are like, you know, all women are trying to take over, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and they don't know their place, you know. And, and I go, what, what, what are you so afraid of? I mean, you as a, as, a, as a male have your own identity. Let me say, you know, men have the majority of power in this country still and, and white men. And so, you know, now, now the more we listen and learn and build relationships, yeah. and, and that's hard sometimes when, when you have been oppressed, when you've been put down, I get that. And, 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 and it's frustration, and I'm, I support the uh, standing up and speaking to the powers. But hearts are changed by being in relationship. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. One of the things, and I wrote this down years ago, and I kind of wanted to do a book on it. I never really did. But the greatest currency that we have is relationship. You know, that that will go a lot farther than our money, our possessions, you know, because when I have a relationship with someone, then there's conversations that I can have with them that I couldn't if I didn't have a true, authentic relationship with them. And so, you know, building relationships for the sake of just getting to know people and, like you said, letting God work out the details of where that relationship goes um, is the best practice. And I think, you know, in kind of, you know, bringing our conversation to a close, you know, I think... You know, you're you're probably a, a little more open than me, you know, on a lot of subjects, which I don't have a problem with because I am a person who believes that we all have something to offer and that we all can learn from each other and that we need to have conversations that make us uncomfortable. You know, so often we want all of our conversations to be comfortable. Right. And what I mean right. by that is that I want the other person to agree with everything I say, <laughs> you know, but I don't know that that is the best for human growth, human development, understanding who you are, you know, in always putting yourself in a safe environment where everybody agrees with me. Uh, I think everybody should be challenged, you know, and I think your book is going to challenge people to come out of this cocoon or this bubble that they're in and and be a little uncomfortable if you're a real hardcore fundamental, you know, or if you're, you know, on the other extreme, they're, oh, wow, this is wonderful. Somebody in the middle is going to be, oh, man, this is rough, but I, I want to engage. I want to learn. And I think it's it, it's great because it causes us to expand and grow. Whereas if we polarize, if we go to one side or the other, are we able to meet this huge group of people that are in the middle? You know, we yeah. make the extremes yeah. the majority, but they're not. 
they're the majority really the the rest of us are in this huge group in the middle and we've got to co coexist with each other you know or get to know each other and figure out what life is like and so um any final thoughts you know on this <laughs> well, I, I, I just think I, I appreciate it and i was thinking because i wanted people to know because the six themes you know are, are very much what we understand as christians but also so there's there's the theme of of our spiritual journey, uh, the power of prayer, loving yourself, loving others, um, you reap what you sow, and then the quest for peace. And in those six, six themes, I, I explore like prayer and different ways that people pray in different faith traditions. But then, you know, it's, I think what I've heard from people who've read the book, they say, this has brought me a lot. It's a very peaceful book. It, it's brought me some sense of just drawing closer to God and, and maybe to others as well because it's not a deep book but it's something people can read uh, very easily or people can do it as a Bible study or as a study group and then talk about it you know because it's each on a week so I love it if people want to contact me jerryzare.com and and you can reach out to me and I'll reach back to you or um, any way that I can help build this further conversation I, I thank god for you and for you doing this type of podcast because i love your heart uh, i i hope that uh, we'll be able to continue to have conversation but what you're doing is encouraging us to love our neighbor and and i pray that we will continue to do that and that, and that if more of us and your listeners we do that together i believe God's going to do some beautiful things yeah. and we're going to have healing and unity in our hearts and in our country. Um, and, and, and Jerry, go ahead and give us the name of the book and I will put a, uh, um, um, we'll figure out how to put um, your website or something so they can reach out to you. I'll put that in the comments, but get, give us the name of your book. Well, and, and uh, I, it's, it's right there. I was having it back here, but it's, it's the peacemakers path. Mm hmm multi-faith reflections to deepen your spirituality and you can get it on amazon or well, any any place where books are sold and uh it's on kindle too so um yeah there definitely definitely um once you check it out kind of expand your horizons you know uh for some it's going to make you uncomfortable for some like you said it's going to be very you know, peaceful. It's going to, you know, open your eyes to some things, but I, I just believe that it's necessary. And I appreciate, you know, um, what you bring, um, uh, to the body of Christ and, you know, years of pastoring and, and this project, um, I believe will bring people closer together if they allow themselves, you know, to, uh, um, you know, just be a part of what can I learn? What can I understand? I want to understand people, not just, you know, judge them and put them in a little little box over here that I have nothing to do with them. Um, one of the things that we do uh, on on our show when we end is that at the end we we pray for our listeners. We pray for our listeners um, to receive and be blessed by what we've talked about today. And so, Jerry, if you could do that, uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I love to. Thank you. 
for gracious God, we thank you for this conversation. I thank you for Anthony and his wife, for their family, as your blessing on them and the work that he's doing here, but also for the listeners. For there are some maybe who are, are searching and, and feeling uh, a little hopeless, are, are wondering, you know, what's going to happen in their life. They're feeling anxious. They're feeling um, like they're uncertain, but, but they're listening because they want to draw closer to you, God. So I, I just pray that you give them a sense of peace that passes all understanding, to trust, and, and to give grace to them, to let them know that you love them and they are loved, and that things will work out. They've come through some hard times, and so for them to remember that you brought them through those times and you'll bring them through this, and that, and that you will help them grow in a better sense of who they are as your child and with you. We thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, uh, Brother uh, brother Jerry. I, man, this was really, really uh, enjoyable. And um, we're going to continue to have conversations and, you know, kind of grow in, in our relationship. But to the listeners, I thank you for listening. Um, uh, make sure that you check out uh, the links. We'll have a link to where you can get uh, Jerry's book and how you can get a hold of him if you want to, you know, talk with him or get to meet him. But otherwise, you know, as we always say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless you. As I look back over my life, all I see is mistakes. Some knowingly and unknowingly. Mistakes I have made and others that were inflicted on me. I feel embarrassed, ashamed, and guilty because my past can never be erased. Like a permanent marker to a page, a dingy cloth left with stains. But you call me worthy when all I see is brokenness. You say you have made me whole. But I can't seem to see past the pieces of this broken heart. And I often ask you, how much heartbreak can one heart take? But see, it's me. I felt unprotected by you, so I grabbed my heart and I hid it from you. Instead of letting you be my refuge, I built walls. Instead of resting in the shadow of the Almighty, I chose to hide my heart in complete darkness, and there it began to rot, hiding away in my fortress. I thought I was safe. I was protected from everyone but me. As my heart grew cold, I got tired of being alone. I led in parasites, which only caused me to stink. See, because of me, I became infected, septic. But you came in and intercepted. There was a small light shining in the window of the highest tower where I hid my heart and locked it away. Your love felt so warm. I knew I had to change, but immediately I felt fear. How could I tear down the walls and hand over the keys? But I realized 
I can no longer protect me. I mean, who am I kidding? I was killing me. Suicide. Each day the stench grew even stronger. I knew my heart wouldn't last much longer. I needed a savior. I needed to be rescued. I allowed my heart to cry out that open window. Lover of my soul, I need you. My heart is yours for the taking. I lifted my eyes towards the hills from which my help was coming. And in that moment, you came in with a loud crash. Your overwhelming, all-consuming love surrounded me and freed me even from myself. You destroyed my heart of stone and gave me a heart of flesh to worship you forever. And there you sit on the throne of my heart, never to be moved. Selah.